Today on the Minute Move, we're going to discover how Jude took a sad song and made it better. the Midwick Move podcast extension of the Healing Places, the podcast where we examine scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? And after my intro, pastor's going, what is Dallas saying? Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we like to have a little bit of fun here. <laughs> this is not an outtake. Just this is part of it. <laughs> hit me funny and it hasn't left me. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my goodness so, okay well after last week's conversation which was a bit heavy i thought we could use a little bit of levity which is kind of the the where we're going with this particular book it's kind of an upward rise that we think we're about to take place um and which is what i love it's not some people have this mindset that in all the churches is like oh this is terrible this is terrible but the point of it is to expose, to bring hope, to bring healing. You bring up a great point often in our gatherings about how God doesn't reveal things to embarrass or to shame people, but to bring healing and to bring hope. And what's taking place right in front of us in this book is that exact thing. Jude has gone, I'm exposing what's taking place in the body right now so I can bring healing, so God, so God can bring healing, so God can bring hope, so we can do what we need to do. And that's what we're, we're playing out right now for us. Yes, it is. And I'm excited. Yeah. For the upward swing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We got into last week was, uh, we mentioned some things that have become, uh, man, just a rabbit hole of conspiracy and, mm -hmm. and theory and all things. And it's okay to discuss those things and it's okay to, to have discussions about those things. But when those things become the focal point, then we've gone away from Scripture. Mm -hmm. We've gone away from even the warning of Jude himself, which was you need to keep your eyes on Jesus. Right. You know, even me as his half-brother, I'm not letting you all know that. Right. I'm a bondservant of Jesus Christ. He's the focal point of all this. Right. <clears throat> all right, verse 17 uh, and 18. But you, beloved... Remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. Okay, so Jude is um, coming back to the people, and he's bringing attention. Um, he, he's been describing the error that's taking place, but he's reminding them now that this is all prophesied. This is not new. Yeah. This is not a new thing that's taking place. Jesus talked about this taking place, and... Um, now again, this is this is probably the earliest New Testament writing that we have, or one of the earliest ones we have. So um, we didn't have some of the other books out there, but we do know that the prof that the uh, the apostles traveled, and they prophesied in churches and in small gatherings. They're like, "Hey, this is what's coming down the pipeline. This is what we see taking place. Why? Because Jesus told us this." Yep. But yet, even today, we see some of these the things that we just read about last week. Still takes place today. Yeah, they may not call themselves Gnostics anymore. It may not be necessarily straight Gnostic theology, but it's some sort of other variants of just deception. Yet, still, Pastor, it seems like people are shocked. They're in awe, like oh, I can't believe they would act that way. I can't believe <laughs> that the, the 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 world would act worldly. Yeah, and why is that? 
why is, why do we seem to have that reaction so often and and how should we respond when we see these things played out in front of us quite honestly i think that maybe a portion of it is fake rage oh that's interesting because it draws the attention away from their own worldliness mm. um for many of the religious of today, yesterday, Jesus' time, it was always about misdirection. Mm -hmm. It was always about pointing the finger at someone else or something else. And Jesus would always point it back to them. Mm -hmm. So in essence, it was fake rage. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm raging against you because you've broken the law, but what they were doing was taking the attention off of their own sinfulness. Mm. Jesus always brought it back and said, oh, you're like whitewashed tombs. It looks great on the outside, but on the inside, it's full of dead man's bones. Mm -hmm. And so I think that sometimes it's fake rage. I can't believe, like, you know, and we could call out several media companies. I always laugh, especially when believers are like, oh, I can't believe that a certain theme park in the South. <laughs> uh, in a, in a uh, warm climate. Like, <laughs> Would uh, uh, that deals with animals, fake animals, uh, animated animals, right? Um, and all of a sudden, it's like oh, I can remember, and I'll probably get in trouble with this <laughs> or for this in some way. But I can remember a, a huge denominational meeting that was held there, and there was a a uh, boycott that was being talked about, and yet almost. 70% of the people that I knew that were there were literally at this place that was supposed to be boycotting, posting pictures at this place. Wow. <laughs> and here's this huge denominational meeting, and then people are going, oh, I can't believe they would put out a movie that had this in it, and I can't believe they would put out a movie that had this in it, and oh, if they would just go back to the roots, and it's like, well, the roots weren't even Christian. Right. Like, <laughs> and I think that what ends up happening is it really is fake rage. It's mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a fleshly selfish thing on my part that I want to like that. Mm -hmm. And if if it's now coming out that it's just all out evil, then I'm mad, mm -hmm. not because it's evil. Mm -hmm. I'm mad because I like it. Mm -hmm. And now I can't hide it. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't normally get this way, but yeah. I one thing that I, I just do not have tons of patience for is fake hypocritical rage mm. that just misdirects something to somewhere else. Because for me, I always need to bring it back to me, mm -hmm. my motivation. Where's my heart? Where's Where are my thoughts? Mm. What am I allowing into my life? And so, um, again, the whole thing of, Oh, I can't believe so and so would put this in their song. It's like, why? Right. Oh, I can't believe. Well, listen, maybe it wasn't out there 40 years ago the way it is now, but it's always been behind the closed door. Mm -hmm. Always. The only difference is now it's just fully out front. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these things that people used to think were conspiracies, they're finding out some of them weren't conspiracies at all. Yeah. Like if you're in the entertainment world, there are going to be certain expectations of what you are willing to do to be a star. 
Mm-hmm. And those things aren't fake. Mm-hmm. They're real. There are real things taking place where people sign not contracts, covenants. Mm-hmm. It's real mm-hmm. to deny certain things and to appropriate other things in your life, in your craft, in your whatever. That's not conspiracy. That's truth. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't know why people fake rage about it. I don't. I do, but I do think that some of it is that we like entertainment. We mm-hmm. like those things. Um, and when something is truly exposed and it shows then we have to either step away from it mm-hmm. and go, mm, no, I can't. Like, I didn't know that. I got to step away from that. Or we're like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like it anyway. Right. And I'm going to step into it. So uh, I think that, that my response to it is really not anything. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if it's fake rage, why am I going to mm-hmm. respond to that? It's like, yeah, okay, like whatever, but, you know. I know for me personally in the past, like there have been things that come up about certain companies, things I've enjoyed. And I was like, at first I was angry. And some of it's the, the anger is the, man, I've really enjoyed, like you said, I've enjoyed this. And there was an innocence to it. And now it feels like it's been robbed for one reason or another. But then you discover more of it. I've gotten to the point now where I, I, I try not to be angry about things, but I am disappointed and disheartened <laughs> that things have, certain things have been, the innocence of certain things has been removed from certain things. And some of that's just, again, you get older, you yeah. begin to realize stuff. Sure. The the reality is dirty jokes have been in movies and TV shows that were for kids forever. Yeah. Uh, it's just one as blatant as they were today nowadays. And again, this isn't for us just to rant against modern culture or anything, but there's this aspect of us going, Jesus warned us about this stuff. He yeah, warned us well, that there were people who would do certain things and say things that we shouldn't be surprised when the world acts like the world. Yeah, again, entertainment is entertainment. Mm-hmm. And the nature of entertainment is... To pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But beyond entertainment, though, we're even dealing with people. When we hear about people falling, people doing stuff, it's it's saddening. But we shouldn't be surprised when we see these things also because we are warned in the scriptures. In the last days, there are going to be people who fall away. And, you know, Jesus himself talked about how, um, I think it was Matthew just chapter 22, and uh, many will come to him. Lord, Lord, have, not, have I not done many wonderful works? Have I not, you know, prophesied your name? Have I not cast out many demons? And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Uh, I'm trying not to do that in the rhythm of the song that I had going in my head that quoted that. <laughs> but but we well, we aren't, we shouldn't be surprised. There are people who crept in, like what Jude's talking about. Unnoticed. Unnoticed. And in the last days, that, that gets shaken out. They'll be revealed going, you were a wheat sown in with the wheat. Or the, a weed sown in with the wheat. And it's disheartening, um, but we shouldn't rage out about it necessarily. Yeah, no, no. I again, I the world um, is the world, and I shouldn't be shocked by anything. Like, mm-hmm. and even in things that are labeled Christian, if the fruit of them is not Christian in nature, then the name should not be what I identify as. Oh, that's Christian. No, no, no. It's the fruit. It's always the fruit. Yeah, it's absolutely. not the title. It's the fruit. There are many Christian public publications that quite honestly the fruit is not christian yeah like they're not they're postmodern or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. progressive yeah but really i mean it's okay to me if you just call it a magazine yeah well, just you, remove that other name even some artists you know i got into a conversation last week about a particular artist who um 
did some deconstruction back in 2016, and um, I, I, you could hear it, you could see it, you could feel it, and what he was saying and with the words, I, 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 I told people something was wrong with this artist. I, I loved this artist. The, he, he has a craft that I, I love greatly, and but there was a switch up in, in that time frame where I was like, something's wrong. Yep. I could feel it in the lyrics and and people were like, oh no, it's just you know, it's just being. And now he's come out. He's like, no, I was, I lost my way. I walked away from Jesus for a while. And it was. I wanted to do this. Yeah. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. Yeah. I enjoyed doing this. Yeah. And the like fruit was, was coming out. That's right. That's right. So. I thought we were gonna. I thought this was gonna be lighter. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to Millwood Movie, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Wow. We're getting okay. to the light part later. <laughs> Verse 19. They these are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the spirit. Okay. So uh verse 19, uh he kind of returns to this whole conversation of um accusations towards these people. Um well I would say not accusations. Okay. But I would say I would probably use the term um the fruit. Right. The fruit of their life is that's these a good three way things. of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, he even said uh, Michael would not bring accusation against the devil. Yeah. I, so I would say that that this is a presentation of the fruit. Yeah, that Jude is looking at their fruit and going, okay, this is the fruit of their life. That's that's a much better way of doing that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Part of the reason why I was thrown off for a second just now because when I was studying, I was using a different translation and had these in different order. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was. But these are sensual uh, persons who caused uh, division, not having. Um, the having the spirit, the essential persons thing. Other translations they accurate they translate as a worldly person, which is interesting because these were dealing with Gnostics, and the Gnostics' view was, well, if you are not really into what we're doing, you're a worldly person because you're worried about the flesh, you're worried about how you act, and everything. It's much more spiritual, rea- not real, not realizing that what they were doing was worldly in of itself. Yeah, in my study, um, not just for Jude, but in even my study of Paul. Mm-hmm. This sensual persons leads to the term carnal, mm. yeah. where he even talked about carnal Christians mm-hmm. who were given to their flesh, mm-hmm. the carnality of it. So right. the sensual person would be kind of in that carnal realm. Exactly. Yep. And then you have uh, causing divisions, and this is interesting because Gnostics, Gnostic Christians. I'm putting a big quotation marks for those not watching <laughs> yeah. it. Gnostic right. Christians. Yep. They called themselves spiritual, uh, and those who weren't in their same camp as lesser than. They were dividing the church yep. as in this way. And, then and we have, can see that a lot today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. The super spiritual. Well, not even the super spiritual. Sometimes that's the super intellectual. Mm-hmm. And then on this side, you have the super spiritual. The super learned, the super, super spiritual. Mm-hmm. And then you have... Uh, that's a whole other midweek move, <laughs> by the way. And then you have not having the spirit in uh, in my Bible. It's capitalized, and it's talking about Holy Spirit specifically. The Holy Spirit's not with these people. Yeah, devoid of the spirit. And if He's not with you, I mean, every person who's saved has the Holy Spirit. We can get into a conversation about baptizing the Holy Spirit and having the Holy Spirit with you, but these people are not walking with God. Yep, plain and simple. That's right. This is the fruit of what's taking place if you walk this path with these people. That's right. All right. Finally, the upswing. (laughs) But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, 
Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Okay. I want to ask you, just practically, what does it mean to build yourself up in the most holy faith? Well, um, you know, there there is a passage that says, add to your faith, mm-hmm. where we've been taught, well, it's all about our faith. It says, add to your faith. And one of the terms in that is virtue, mm. right? Virtue, purity, mm-hmm. add to your faith these things. And the way that we build ourselves up in our most holy faith, there's many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we build ourselves up in our holy faith, and he talks about it with with praying, but we build ourselves up in our holy faith by reading the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Builds our faith. Hearing the testimonies mm-hmm. of people, believers, yeah, builds our faith. So good. The disciplines of the faith build our faith. Mm-hmm. The gathering of the body of Christ builds our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, worship builds our faith. That intimacy with God. I'm not talking about music. Music can be a part of it, but just worship. Um, worship to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It builds you up in your holy faith. Yeah. Um, and one thing about building yourself up in your most holy faith, that word holy faith, that word encompasses fellowshipping with the sufferings. Mm. And so as unto the Lord, even in our suffering, it can build our faith. Mm. Now, we wouldn't think that, but when your eyes are focused on Jesus, no matter what you're going through, it is building you. Yeah, It is helping to grow you. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can go through something that if I was going through it in the natural, I would check out, I would be done. I would leave everyone and everything. Yeah, But because of my focus on Jesus and my faith, I'm going to walk through this and I'm going to allow the Lord to teach me through it. That's building we don't necessarily look at um, long suffering as building ourselves up in our holy faith, mm-hmm. but it is because it's long suffering. Mm. We don't check out. We don't quit. Right. Having self-control, that builds your holy faith. Yeah. Why? Because self-control is, is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Having peace, that builds me up in my holy faith. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so I think there's there's more than just... Some people just go immediately just to just to... Read scripture, pray, blah, blah, blah. but I think that it's it's expansive mm. in how we can build ourselves up in our most holy faith. It's really the totality of the Christian experience That's that right. builds it up. That's right. And I, I think you hit it. Like there are, there's a time and place for us to focus on certain things. If you're not reading your Bible, it may be a good way to to build your holy faith by start reading your Bible. Yeah. If you don't pray, pray. If you don't have good patience, you can start working on your patience a little bit. That's right. Rick found out about the red lights. He found out it was very real. Oh yeah, he did. Your your is it red light red light a uh, blessing or curse? Uh, it or testing. Ha- it has Trial. become. It is building me up in my most holy faith <laughs> because I don't get frustrated with it. I right. just take it as it is. You and consider it all I, joy. When I get a green light, I'm like, wow. That's an amazing feeling. I think some of you that get green lights all the time, you don't even understand the blessing that it is because you haven't had the long suffering of the red light. I'm building myself up in my holy faith with the 14,000 stoplights there are in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, my goodness. And the fact that I may live only a couple of miles from the church, but that couple of miles is going to be like 27 minutes. (laughs) 
So if you would like your copy of the Red Light Blessing <laughs> book, uh, the thpstreetport.com, uh, proceeds go to Pastor Scott Etheridge. But it will not be titled The Anointing of the Green Light. <laughs> the uh, Lord has given me a green light to wait at a stoplight. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's one more prayer. Uh, there's prayer, but this keep yourselves in, and the translation I was using the other day, keep yourself in love of God as you wait for the mercy of our Lord. Um, that whole aspect, keeping yourself in the love of God is mm-hmm. interesting to me. Um, cause it's talking about the long, the long patience, longevity, waiting for the mercy of the Lord. That's the second coming of Christ. Yep. That's what that's all about. But how do you keep yourself in the love of God as you're living this out day to day? Um, the way that I see that is all in identity, mm. that keeping yourself in the love of God is keeping a proper perspective and position of who you are in Jesus. Because the only way that, that we are who we are through Christ is in the love of God, mm. the mercy of God, the grace of God, to come in the flesh and to give his life a ransom for us and to be resurrected to create an avenue of new life for us, to ascend to the right hand of the Father, to send the Holy Spirit to live, uh, not just with us, but in us. Mm -hmm. And it's now our spirit bears witness with his spirit that we are children of God. Mm. And I think one of the the most beautiful ways to keep ourselves in the love of God is is from a position of our identity in Jesus. Whenever we begin to act outside of that is when we step out of that. Um, it's almost like I used to teach my kids, look, you are an Etheridge. And that wasn't a pressure thing. It's just like you are, you function from a position of, of health. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not the Etheridge that I was birthed out of. You are the Etheridge that you were birthed out of, out of your household. Mm-hmm. You don't have to apologize for this, this, or this, or this. You don't have to be ashamed of this, this, or this. You don't have to have your head down. You don't have to back away from this, this, or this, because this is the position that you come from. I'm not my father. Mm-hmm. Um, your mother is not you know, her parents. I'm not my parents. You are, you are the beneficiary of a different life. Yeah. Than we had, function from that position. Yeah. Don't start acting like that, mm-hmm. because that's where I came from. Yeah. You didn't come from that. Yeah. And I think that's the same way that God does with us. He's like, mm, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like Elijah, what are you doing here? <laughs> like this is not my calling for you, man. What right. What are you doing here? Oh God, I'm the only one that's serving you. He's like, no, there's thousands. <laughs> like seriously, come on, man. Like. And I, that's when we get in trouble is when we start when we start living our lives outside of the position of child of God. Yeah. And I think if we are firmly rooted in our identity of God, we're keeping ourselves in the love of God. Word. So good. Yeah. So good. All right. Verse 22. And 23. All right. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. And I think this goes back to because it's in context, verse 21. Mm-hmm. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keeping yourself in the love of God then is also going to affect other people because of the way that you're going to react or respond to them yeah. is from the love of God, yeah. from that position. So it's going to change the way that you would respond to somebody. So good. And he says, on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, 
pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Okay, so this is kind of the fourth charge he has for them on how to deal with two distinct groups. Uh, those who are kind of doubting, and we talked about this a little bit at the end of last week. We talked about people who, they read through this list of the, what these people in error were doing, and they're like, man, why I do this, I do that, should I be worried? You know, Well, some people, they're, they're struggling with their faith. They're doubting with their faith. But what does that mean to, uh, to handle with them with compassion? Like, how do you... How do you do that? And how do you when you're how do you identify people in your life that you're you're ministering to? Going, okay, well, this person needs a little bit more compassion, and then some people need a heavier hand. What and what does that heavier hand look like? Well, I, I again I think maybe sometimes we misappropriate these two verses mm. because of the word compassion. Mm-hmm. And when we go to the original language, we get this phrase, we get this uh definitional phrase, mercy but with caution. Mm. So we're thinking compassion. We just run right in. We handle everything. We, But it is mercy with caution. Mm. So even in the on some have compassion, it's not that we run right in and we, we, we extend mercy, mm. but there's still a caution there. Mm-hmm. And so then that begins to, to change the second part of that. Others save with fear, now, we would look at that with fear and go, well, wait a second. God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? It says, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by flesh. That terminology, the garment defiled by flesh, is the sin that contaminates their lives. Mm-hmm. So you're not hating them. Mm-hmm. It's the sin that contaminates their lives. So even in that, you're having compassion. Yeah. And, and saving with fear is not a fear that we're putting on them a fear of what we might do to them or a fear of, oh, you're not going to do this and you're going to, it's a, a, an awe and a reverence and a fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can take these two verses and we see compassion and we think it's just without borders and it's not. Mm-hmm. And we see the word fear and it's like, we're just jerking people by the hair of their heads. You know, we're, dragging them out of bars by the hair of their head and all this, that's mm-hmm. not what this is saying. Right. And again, our, the way in which we respond to those that we love that are in sin, that, um, and it says on some have compassion, making others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. There are going to be different ways in which we reach different people. Mm-hmm. And people tried to tell me I never listened whether that was mercy with caution or whatever it was. There were others who face-to-face told me I was going to hell and everything else. Well, that didn't work either. Mm -hmm. So what did work? Well, I don't know. (laughs) What I do know is that I had an encounter with God, the the presence of God, and it changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. Now, it may have been that the mercy with caution and the you're going to go to hell, that God used those things to plant seeds in my life. And then when I had an encounter with God, there was a transformation. But it wasn't right then. Right. And so I think that we have this mindset, sometimes when we read these scriptures, we see compassion and then there's no borders. And what we end up doing is we end up going down to where people are, and instead of bringing them up to where we are, we stay down where they are. Mm. Because, 
it wasn't mercy with caution mm -hmm. because ultimately you still have to guard your own heart and your own mind. Mm -hmm. And so guess what? Not every person can go to the hustler club. Not every lady can go to the hustler club and minister to a woman who is in that lifestyle and minister to them um, in that avenue. Not every woman can go and do that. Right. Does that mean they don't have mercy or compassion? No. Just simply means for them, they've got to guard their own heart and their own mind. Mm -hmm. Just like um, a man who might have had an issue with lust or perversion or whatever. Well, guess what? Maybe that guy can't handle being in those atmospheres ministering to those type of people or yep. those people that are in that stuff. Maybe that's not it. It's almost like saying, okay, the only person that can reach a, uh, a cocaine addict is someone who's snorted cocaine. That's ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to do what you've done to reach you because I'm not talking to you about what's been done. I'm talking to you about the one that has the answer for everything that we've all done. Yeah. And thereby, he surpasses all that. So I don't have to be a meth head to reach a meth head. And if you're, and if you're, you're offended by that, I was a meth head. So please don't be offended by it. Like I just, I, we have convoluted this thing so badly mm -hmm. that we really, we, we have twisted these words, even of a Jude to make it so complicated and to make it so, and a lot of times it's just, taking the burden off ourselves. Or if we want to save people with fear, it gives us a license to go in and start screaming and yelling at people and dragging them out of the bar by the hair of their head. You know, well, Jude told me to do this, saving you with fear, blah, blah, blah. blah. That's not what the word's saying. Right. You know, well, if you loved me and really had compassion for me, then you'd give me a thousand dollars and help me get out of this situation. Well, you're going to take that thousand dollars and you're going to go buy meth. Mercy with caution. Like, I, we just, man, and the one thing that Jude keeps going over, over and over and over to these believers is you guys have to discern. Mm. Again, this is another thing that he's coming back to. Why? Because you allowed those who crept in unnoticed. You didn't see it. You didn't recognize it. Mm -hmm. And so now with these people that you love that are outside the realm of the kingdom of God, man, reach them, go after them, but you've got to have discernment. Because to that one, if you go and it's not mercy without caution, man, you're going to get sucked right into that trap. If you go over here and you think that saving them with fear means that you can drag them and you can do this, then you've become a Pharisee. Mm -hmm. Pointing out everybody's wrongs and pointing them out while Jesus is trying to point him to love. Those are just my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're good thoughts, though. Did we say this was going to get lighter? Yeah. <laughs> Has it gotten lighter yet? I think so, because we're talking about hope. <laughs> we're talking about hope. And sometimes people think hope is always like, woo, you know, happy snowflakes and everything like that. But it's it's hard truths. But it's like, man, he's given them a, a, a roadmap on how to save people who are lost from this last our last session. Well, and he's also given them, again, context. We're all about context. Mm -hmm. So you can take those two verses and make them really whatever you want to make them. But he's already given you the context in 20 and 21 by saying, building yourself up in your most holy faith, mm -hmm. praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God. Mm -hmm. That keeps you from dragging someone out of a bar by the hair of the head. Now, I'm not saying that God wouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. And God's asked me to do some pretty intense things mm -hmm. that I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. But it was the Lord. Right. 
thank the Lord that it was the <laughs> Lord because it turned out the way it was supposed to. But, but, but I think 24 and 25 gets us to this place of Jude going, look, ultimately, this is the focus right here. Right. And he says this, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now, like right now in real time. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about a historical Jesus or a Jesus that is to come. We are talking about a Jesus that is alive and well through the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. both now and forever. Amen. This is a... Beautiful doxology. Final bit of praise. Boom, for all you theologians that said we're not into theology. (laughs) Doxology. Bam. And we talked about apologetics, although it was with an X. It was with an X. So (laughs) but it was the nineties. But uh Oh, I know this just really gets to go to some people, and that's not our motivation, but But it is. It's it's a wrap up saying, look, you know, all this is taking place. There's a shaking, but if we cling to God. He's faithful. He takes care of it. He'll get us through. Why? Because that's what he does. That's the reason why Michael could argue with Satan and go, Lord will rebuke you. God's going to take care of it. I'm just doing what he tells me to do. That's right. So, any last thoughts, Pastor? No, that was uh, pretty intense for 25 verses. We've kind of noticed that pattern lately Yeah. of one-page you know, letters just becoming this deep, 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 deep well. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. I like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you guys. How and we- we're taking next week off, correct? We're taking next week off. Next week off. So the week of Christmas, we're off, correct? correct. And then we start a brand new in January. Correct. Yeah. Possibly a new set. Yes. Possibly. Possibly. Working on it. Okay. If you want to help build us a table, let us know. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Hey, how can we pray with you guys? How can we encourage you? Let us know. Reach out to us, mediahub at thbstreetport.com. Also, uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page. And do me a favor. If you are on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review. Let people know what your th- thoughts are on this on our show. So, yeah. Click the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe. Please subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Click uh, for notifications as well. Yeah. And uh, listen, like us, love us, <laughs> laugh at us, don't hate us, share us out. Sharing is caring. Did I cover all of I it? I think so. Wow. Have I become a social media marketing a analyst? Now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a Patreon, dude. <laughs> if there's one thing I don't need, it's a Patreon. <laughs> Until next time, guys, have a great week.